Good morning. My name is Ange and I have the privilege of speaking to us today as we continue our series looking at the Spirit-Filled Church. And the church is a building, yes, but it is so much more than that. As a Christian, Holy Spirit fills us up so that we, the church, as men, women, kids, can live a life that is filled with the Spirit. And within that, we are to live a life that displays both the fruit of the Spirit, so the life of the Spirit, and that is love, joy, it's peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. We're to live a life that displays the fruit of the Spirit and also the gifts of the Spirit, so the power of the Spirit. And from 1 Corinthians 12 and Romans 12, these are gifts of wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, speaking in tongues, interpreting tongues, gifts of serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leadership and kindness. Developing our character and growing in the fruit of the Spirit is just as important as growing in the gifts of the Spirit. And today we're focusing on the gifts of wisdom and knowledge, which are gifts of revelation. We're going to look at four things within this. We're going to look at revelation and what the gift of wisdom is and the gift of knowledge is. We're going to look at when Jesus used the gift of knowledge and the gift of wisdom. We're going to look at how we hear God communicating to us, how we can get a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. And then lastly, we're going to look at three things for us to remember in all of this. So firstly, revelation, wisdom, knowledge. Well, God is the source of all wisdom and knowledge and revelation is our access to it. In Colossians chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, Paul says, I want their hearts to be encouraged and joined together in love so that they may have all the riches of complete understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, Christ. In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And in this verse, the Greek word here used for wisdom is about insight, skill. It's about regulating our relationship with God. And the word for knowledge means to know experientially. It's about the present and it's about deep intimacy. God's desire is that we know Jesus, that we have a revelation of Jesus. Revelation of Jesus is our treasure, treasures of knowing, of experiencing Jesus, having a relationship with him. And there is always more revelation for us to discover about who Jesus is, always more treasures. And in discovering Jesus, we find wisdom and knowledge that comes from God. So God is a source of all wisdom and knowledge, which is ours to access through revelation of Jesus, through knowing Jesus. Sean Bowles, he um, leads a church in LA, California, and he has a very strong prophetic gift. And in one of his books called Translating God, he says, The goal of revelation is so simple. See what God sees, hear what he hears, and speak what God speaks. So we can all love the way God loves. Revelation is given to us so we can carry a piece of God's heart from eternity into the world. He goes on to say, spirit of revelation is basically God's spirit keeping us connected to his thoughts and heart for us and his son. So through Holy Spirit revelation, we can keep connected to God's thoughts and his heart, enabling us to bring his kingdom, his culture, his life to the places that we are in, to the people that we are with and to our own lives. So how do we, how do you and I get Holy Spirit revelation to see what God sees, hear what he hears, speak what he speaks? How do we keep connected to his thoughts and his heart? In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17, Paul says, I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. 
So how do we get Holy Spirit revelation? By encountering God through getting to know him better, through deepening our intimacy with him, by being friends with Holy Spirit, being friends with God and being aware of Holy Spirit's presence with us, Holy Spirit communicating to us during our day. And Fran spoke on this earlier in our series. Do you know, I am often challenged at the end of a busy work day. Have I really been aware of Holy Spirit communicating to me today or his presence with me today? And actually, sadly, my answer is often no. And I've been stirred and challenged to acknowledge Holy Spirit at points in my day, sometimes just with a quiet, Holy Spirit, you're here, or I love your presence. For me to grow in wisdom and revelation, my friendship with Holy Spirit needs to continually grow deeper. So a gift of revelation, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, are gifts that reveal something about a person or situation. And there's actually no biblical definition of either. Charles Spurgeon, who's a well-known 19th century preacher, said, Wisdom is the right use of knowledge. To know is not to be wise, but to know how to use knowledge is to have wisdom. And we can also gather from the Bible that a word of wisdom is a God-inspired application and knowledge for a person, place, thing or situation. It's a divine instruction of how to and how God would. A word of knowledge, that is when God reveals something about a person, their life, a situation from the past or present, where the person is intended for already knows it. So it could be the person's situation, circumstances, illness, maybe something about their family, a hobby, something they've always wanted to do, maybe their job. It's something they would know, but you wouldn't. And it shows the person that God knows them and God loves them. You know, Jesus, he calls somebody by his name. And as far as we're aware, he's not met this person yet. Knowing that man's name was a word of knowledge. That man was Zacchaeus. So these gifts, a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, they often overlap and they can also be linked to the prophetic. And the prophetic is insight into something somebody does not know, has not realised, it's about the future. It is forward looking, it's about what's to come. And the prophetic always encourages, strengthens and comforts. And sometimes there might be a prophetic word, a miracle or healing after a word of knowledge. So if someone bringing a word of knowledge about an illness, it might well be followed by healing. And these gifts of revelation, they overlap. So having looked at what the gifts of revelation are, we're going to look at some examples from the life of Jesus. You know, Jesus demonstrated all the gifts, including giving words of wisdom and words of knowledge. Jesus is the one we are to look to, how he lived his life. We are to model our lives on his, including bringing words of wisdom and words of knowledge. I'm going to retell you part of Luke chapter 5 verses 1 to 11 where Jesus brings a word of wisdom. Jesus had been working, talking to a large group of people and then Jesus went into a boat that was on the shore to continue talking to them. When he'd finished working, finished speaking to the crowd that had gathered on the shore, Jesus gave a word of wisdom to Simon whose boat he was in. The word of wisdom was about what to do to catch some fish. If you go out into the deep and put down your nets you'll catch lots of fish. Now Simon and his workmates had already been out fishing all night, they'd caught nothing, they'd finished working. Jesus didn't own a boat, he wasn't a fisherman by trade, yet Jesus gave advice, wisdom to somebody who was. What happened? Well Simon and his friends took on the wisdom, gave it a go and they caught loads of fish. As a result, Simon and his friends were astonished and believed in Jesus. Do you know, when Jesus brought that word of wisdom to a fisherman, to someone who later became a close friend, Jesus had been working. He'd been teaching a large group of people and the guy he spoke to was doing his job fishing and cleaning out the nets. Jesus gave wisdom to somebody who was working or had been trying to work. 
And Jesus didn't have experience as a fisherman. It wasn't what he'd been trained as. Yet he gave wisdom to make that business succeed. There's another example in the Bible where Jesus brings both a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge. And it's where Jesus meets a woman at a well. And you can read all about the event in John chapter 4, 3 to 30. I'm going to read just a few verses from this meeting. Verse 3. Jesus was walking with his friends, his disciples from Judea to Galilee and went through Samaria to get there. Verse 6. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you're a Jew, I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews don't associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God, who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Verse 16, he told her, go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you've just said is quite true. And then verse 28. Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way towards him, towards Jesus. So Jesus in verse 10 gave the woman a word of wisdom. If you knew the gift God wants to give you, you would ask me for a drink and I would have given you living water. And in verse 18, he brings this woman a word of knowledge. You've had five husbands. The one you are living with now is not your husband. He told her something she already knew, something the father had revealed to him. Jesus had been walking. It was midday. He sat down to rest while the friends he'd been walking with went into the town to buy food. Jesus was hot, tired, hungry, and yet he still started a conversation and engaged with this woman, showing her love and compassion. He didn't condemn her, but he invited her to be real about her situation. And if you were feeling hot, tired, hungry, you sat down to rest, would you ignore somebody you saw? Or would you ask the father what he wants to say to them? Would you ask the father how you can best love that person? Maybe Jesus knew he had an appointment at the well. Maybe he knew who it was he would meet or what to say. Or maybe the father showed him as he spoke to this woman what to say and ask. We don't know. And often a word of knowledge will open up people's hearts to receive Jesus, both in the church building and outside of the church building. The woman at the well received Jesus. Her heart was open as a result of the word of knowledge and many others believed in Jesus as well. We can also often think that gifts are for Sunday meetings. You know, when we were gathered together in a church building on our Sunday, you might have had someone pray with you, bring you a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. Maybe in our worship time, you would have heard somebody bring a, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, or at the end of the preach. And these gifts are for Sunday meetings, yes, but they're also for the everyday too. You know, Jesus was not in a synagogue when he brought the word of wisdom, word of knowledge. He was doing his everyday life and the people he spoke to were also doing their everyday lives. And bringing a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge is not just for Jesus. These gifts are for us too. Gifts from Holy Spirit for us, for me and for you. When Jesus spoke to the woman at the well, he was travelling. He'd been walking, he sat down to rest and he gave a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge to somebody he had just met. This could be me or you when we're out on a walk and you sit down to have a rest on a bench to have a drink. Or maybe you've stopped at the service station when you're travelling somewhere in your car. Do you know, when Jesus brought a word of wisdom to the fisherman, Jesus had been working. The fisherman had just finished work. It was in the everyday, not in the synagogue. 
And again, this could be me or you when you're at work or with a client. Or maybe you're interacting with somebody at their place of work, a supermarket, a coffee shop, petrol station. Mike Pilavachi, who led Soul Survivor and has spoken at New Day, in his book, Everyday Supernatural, he writes, The Bible teaches it should be normal for Christians to hear God speak, to exercise spiritual gifts and to witness in the power of the Holy Spirit. It is something we should expect to happen at the airport and bus stops, in our schools and in our workplaces, with our family and with our friends. It should be normal for us to bring God's heart, his kingdom, his thoughts to people in our day to day. So how do we hear God communicating to us? How do we get a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom? Well, firstly, we can all hear God's voice. However young or old you are, you can hear God's voice. In John chapter 10, verse 27, it says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. In this verse, we are the sheep. We were made to hear his voice. I can hear God's voice. You can hear God's voice. And the more we get used to hearing God's voice, hearing God communicate to us, the more we are expectant for God to communicate to us. So we can all hear God, and we can all bring a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. And I think some people will be stronger in one gift than another. So somebody, we can all bring a word of knowledge, but somebody might bring a lot more detail to the word of knowledge or bring them regularly or have a lot of people respond to words of knowledge. But we can all step out in all of the gifts. And earlier, Jonathan and I um, chatted about how we felt we were stronger in one gift more than the other and also about how God communicates to both of us, how it can look a bit different to both of us. So Jonathan, Holy Spirit is always communicating to us and we just need to be aware and tune in. Yeah, I think that's right, Ange. I think we uh, hear God, God is speaking to us more than we realise. I mean, and I think often the issue is that we need to slow down, we need to pay attention, because when we're in such a rush and hurry, we miss what God's saying or, or, or what he wants to show us. So I'm deliberately trying to slow down, to pay attention to what's going on around me, the everyday things, the unusual things, because I find that's how God speaks to me. Yeah. So you say God speaks to you. Do you hear his voice audibly? Like... <laughs> no, I wish I did. And many people have, and it's in the Bible. But God speaks to us in lots of other ways other than an audible voice. And there are lots of ways we can receive a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge from him. Yeah. Yeah, I think God speaks to us all in different ways. And it could be through what we see, what we hear, what we sense, feel, think. Mm. And it could be um, a continual kind of persistent nudge from Holy Spirit, or it could just be something really fleeting that kind of comes in and out in a moment. Yeah. And you and I, we hear God in some ways that are the same as each other, mm. but also some ways that are different. And I know one of the ways that's the same is what, through what we see. Mm. So for me, it could be through what somebody's wearing on their top or a logo, maybe an item of jewellery. And I'll just notice it a little bit more than I would normally. And I'll be, begin to ask God what it is about that thing that he wants to communicate. And um, I remember noticing a friend of mine had some triangle shaped earrings and I just began a conversation with Holy Spirit in my head about what those earrings meant. And the conversation went something like this. Well, I've noticed those triangle earrings. What do they remind me of? Well, they remind me of a Christmas tree. So God, what do you want to say to her about Christmas or Christmas trees? And I can't remember exactly now what it was I shared with her. But what I do remember is that Christmas was significant to her. What I shared made sense. And actually, she left the conversation feeling hugely loved and encouraged that God knew her. Mm, That's great. Um, And often when I start speaking, I'll get more revelation, more details. Mm. Or I might just see a moving picture in my mind's eye. Uh, and I begin to again ask God what is it about that picture he's wanting to communicate Hmm. so how about you how do you see God well it's often for me through what I see in nature so when we were going through the process where we felt that God was moving us from Darlington Mm. to here in Winchester 
uh, we'd come to a place where we were kind of stuck. Uh, and uh, everything in me said, you know, I need to do something to, to shift this along. But when I was praying one day, uh, I felt uh, God drew my attention to, uh, we had a damson tree in our garden. It was just coming into bud. It was absolutely wow. beautiful. Uh, and then he drew my attention to a, a, a fig tree in a pot that we had, a small tree, which I had stupidly mm. left out overnight. And uh, the frost mm. had got at it. It looked black. It looked, so the leaves were cut. It was dead. Wow. Uh, and I felt as if God was saying to me, look at the damson tree. That's what happens when I do it. Mm. And look at the fig tree. That's what happens when you try to do it. And I felt it was wisdom from God that I should just wait and allow God to do it, which of course he did because here we are. And the good news is the fig tree loves the climate in Winchester. <laughs> and I, so it, I think God can speak to us all sorts of ways through things we see, a, a picture, a dream, yeah. uh, all sorts. Yeah, that's right. And another way God might communicate to us is through what we feel or sense. So you might feel an impression or a burden or even feel a pain in your body. And I know for me, for myself, sometimes I will feel a pain in my body. And that's actually a word of knowledge for somebody for healing. I remember the night before a lady's breakfast, just my sleep had been particularly interrupted. And at that point, I was sleeping really well. And I just remember clocking it and thinking, well, I wonder if this is a word of knowledge for somebody at this breakfast. I shared it and somebody responded and actually we prayed for her. And as a result, her sleep has got so much better. And she let us know afterwards that she hardly ever wakes up now after we had prayed. Yeah. And another way God might communicate to us is through our thoughts as well. And I'm a teacher and I remember trying for several weeks trying to work out how to plan some activities, a different way of teaching that I was needing to do. And every way it was just coming back and it wasn't working. Then I asked Holy Spirit. I had an idea popped into my head. We tried it and surprisingly it worked. Yeah, I mean, it is amazing. We have access yeah. to the, the wisdom of God. Uh, mm. I remember uh, I was talking to a friend quite recently actually about a, a difficult conversation they have to have, uh, had to have. And um, I remember the, the morning of the conversation, I woke up and there was just this question in my mind that seemed to be relevant wow. to, uh, to the conversation yeah. I knew it was going to happen. So I got in touch and I said, look, I feel this is some wisdom from God, mm. use this in the conversation. And it turned out that actually that opened the whole thing wow. up uh, and it really helped. Wow, that's so good. And linked to our thoughts, God also might communicate to us through things that we remember. Mm. So often Holy Spirit might remind us of a Bible verse or a passage or a story that God just wants to highlight to mm. us for a particular situation. And that's why it's really good for us just to fill our minds up on biblical truth. Mm. Yeah. And I think um, we can hear also from God yeah. uh, and maybe it is not God's audible voice, mm. but actually through things that are said. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a preach, yeah. maybe it's a phrase that we mm. hear someone say uh, in the Bible, even mm. angelic voices. But uh, I remember God spoke to me really powerfully in the cinema of all places, wow. just through a phrase in a film that actually God used. It was life changing for me. Wow. Amazing. Wow. And I love that God communicates it to us through those everyday things. If we remember to tune in, to pause, to ask God what he's saying through what we see, feel, sense, hear, think. So how do we share then with other people what God is communicating to us for hmm. them? Well, it feels late in the day, but I'm still learning this. I actually think the key is not to think too much about mm -hmm. it, actually, but to go with what you feel God's yeah. putting on your heart. Uh, what, what we see, what we hear, feel, sense or think, mm -hmm. go with it. And, uh, you know, sometimes you can feel like you're making it up. Uh, and maybe sometimes we are. But the only way you'll ever know mm -hmm. is to try it. And God loves it. I think when we try. Yeah. So for me, it's about not 
overdoing it, mm. not making it super spiritual, but just being normal. And I think asking questions can be a real help mm. with that. Maybe you feel you've got a word of knowledge for mm. someone about their children. Well, start by asking them if they've got children. That'll give you an idea if you're on the right track, you yeah. know, and, and don't overblow it. I think you yeah. just say, well, you know, I sense or I, I feel God mm. is saying, or I'm learning to listen to God. And I, I wonder if this is what he's saying to you. Don't make the yeah. stakes too high. Yeah. And uh, I think that that makes life much easier and opens the door. Yeah, it's so good. And I think asking questions are a great way to start. Mm. I remember I'd been speaking at a different church and um, at the end, someone came up to me and she asked me if I had Raynaud's disease. She said, Ange, this might sound random, but do you have Raynaud's disease? And it's where your blood flow isn't that great in your hands and your feet. And I responded with, yes, I do. And she just felt that God wanted to heal that in me. And so she prayed for me. I actually had to test it out later on and, and it wasn't healed. But I left that feeling so encouraged that God knew. I knew he knew, but I knew he really knew and that he loved me. Um, so asking a question is a great way to start. Sure. And it could have closed down the conversation. I could have said, no, I don't have Raynaud's disease or what is it? We'd have talked about something different and it wouldn't have mattered. But yet she stepped out in bringing what she felt God had for her to say. That's great. So I guess in summary, we're saying slow down and hurry, notice things and ask God what he might be wanting to communicate to us through what you see feel, see, hear, sense, think, and it could be different for different people. And remember that Holy Spirit loves to communicate to all of us. Um, how Holy Spirit communicates to you and I will be different from other people watching this. There is so much for Holy Spirit to show us, both for ourselves and for people that we meet in our everyday situations. Yeah, it's exciting. So having looked at what the gifts of revelation are, what a word of wisdom is, word of knowledge is, and some examples from Jesus's life, as well as the different ways that we can all hear God communicate to us, there are just three things for us to remember. Firstly, love is the goal. Ephesians 5 verses 1 and 2 says, Be imitators of God as beloved children. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Imitate God, be like God, walk in love. The fruit of Holy Spirit is to love. We are to love. To love others, to reveal God's love, his mercy, his compassion, his goodness, his kindness, to see people the way that God sees them. We're to love God. Do you know, loving others comes from loving God. And um, it comes from being in his presence. It's not about outcome or power, but it's about intimacy with Jesus, seeking his presence. What does your secret place look like with Jesus throughout your day? You know, our goal our, is a relationship. It's friendship with Jesus. It's not power from Jesus or to get a story. And sometimes I have to check my own heart. That am I doing this for a story to tell? Or am I doing this out of love for God, out of love for the person that's in front of me? Secondly, obedience. Pursue a lifestyle of radical obedience. You know, God loves obedience. In John chapter 15, verse 14, it says, You are my friends if you do what I command you. Encounter with God, encounter with Holy Spirit brings obedience. It comes back to friendship and intimacy. When we encounter God, he brings a revelation that leads us to faith. And then obedience can flow from that revelation and faith. We are to be obedient. You know, the outcome, a person's reaction to a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, that's up to God. Our job is to be obedient to what we feel God is saying to us. Um, I remember being in a group at a church where we were practicing hearing God's voice and we were partnered up and we had to bring a word of knowledge about somebody's bedroom, about an item that was in their bedroom. And actually, I got it wrong. It didn't make any sense to the person that I was with. But we celebrated everybody having a go, everyone being obedient, everyone having a go at listening to God's voice. 
So we can't control the outcome or a person's response to bringing a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom, but we can be obedient and say yes to God when he nudges us. We can have a go and step out. We can be obedient to Holy Spirit nudges. And sometimes that means walking through fear. It can take just three seconds of courage to bring a word of knowledge, especially when you're out and about. Courage is a decision fueled by a love for Jesus. Obedience and courage, they are so interlinked with a love for Jesus. And then thirdly, being secure in identity. It's important to know who God is and who you are. 1 John chapter 3 verse 1 it says, See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children and that is what we are. He is our Father, our good loving Father. We are his dearly loved children. We need revelation about our identity and about who God is. And you know there is always, always greater revelation for us, for each one of us. Being secure in your identity means it's okay if you get it right and it's okay if you get it wrong. We are still God's sons and daughters and he won't love us any less if we get something wrong. It's also okay if you miss a moment. Don't go for it. This has happened to me a lot. And it's good to ask yourself why and it could be fear. Ask yourself what the fear is of. Maybe you decide to text a friend and get accountable for the next time. If you miss a moment, it's okay. You're secure, you are loved and Jesus is still for you. And remember that we always have access to the kingdom of heaven. We are ambassadors. We are Jesus' representatives on earth. We've authority. We've been sent to bring the culture of the kingdom of heaven to where we are and to bring life to our cities, our places, our work, our school gates, our streets, where we live. So we can all, as Christians, be filled with Holy Spirit and ask Holy Spirit for the gifts of wisdom and knowledge. We can all hear Holy Spirit communicating to us. We can all hear his thoughts and his heart for a person, a situation, for ourselves. We can all bring a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom to people we meet. And remember, love is the goal. Be radically obedient and be secure in who God is and who we are. Let's be men and women who have daily adventures with Holy Spirit, growing in our relationship and friendship with Jesus. So from here, what can you do? Well, I'm going to suggest three things. Firstly... Tune in to Holy Spirit today. Slow down, notice things. Be aware of what you feel, sense, think, hear, see and ask Holy Spirit what he might be saying to you. Ask God for a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. Secondly, a few weeks back, Phil challenged us to pray for a couple of friends that did not yet know Jesus. Why not ask God to show you some things for them about their life, some things that he wants to communicate to them? As long as it is encouraging, comforting, builds them up, go for it. Or maybe in an online meeting, ask God what he might want to say to somebody that you can see on your screen and text them, type it in the chat. Lastly, when you're getting a coffee, maybe ask God for a word of knowledge for somebody who works there. Engage them in the conversation, ask them a question, see what God does, see what happens. I asked God for some words of knowledge for this morning for people watching and asked a few friends to do the same. And I'm going to read them out in just a moment. If you're responding, you might want to let us know in the live chat. And it might be for more than one person. So if someone responds, don't think, well, that's not for me then. It could be for more than one person. You can join the prayer ministry team on Zoom afterwards if you'd like somebody to pray with you as well. Or for anything else that you might like prayer for. So I'm going to read out these words of knowledge. So... I felt that somebody's business was dying and you've actually used that phrase, dying. And you feel, um, we feel like God would encourage you to say that there's new life coming. Something somebody else is doing that feels incredibly slow. Each time you restart, it's still slow. And we just feel that God would say, trust him, his timing, it will pick up, it will get easier. 
It was a picture from a woman in her early 20s and we saw a box of Lego pulled out on the floor. It looked a bit of a mess and there was a worry and exasperation that there were all these pieces, like their life was in pieces and nothing made sense. But God wants to encourage you that he is a master builder. He is just getting things laid out and ready and he will build and he'll build it well. And the Lego, because this might make sense, was a big complex police truck with a siren light and mostly blue. And then just a few words of knowledge for healing. Somebody with a pain in their left hand across their palm. A left ear that's partially blocked with a muffled effect where the hearing is unclear. And then somebody with a throat issue, not necessarily soreness, but maybe just a bit blocked up and it was hindering their singing. So I want to encourage you to respond to those words of knowledge. If it's for healing and you're with other people, get them to pray for you, get them to command healing. You can pray for yourself and you can also zoom in and our prayer ministry team would love to pray with you too. I want to encourage you to be men and women who live a spirit-filled life. Let's be a spirit-filled church in our day-to-day life and see what God will do in us and through us. Let's be imitators of God in everything we do as beloved children walking in love as Christ loved us. And I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us and have a great week.